This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Okay, well, we are back with our trusted contributors from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We're talking about mental illness today. It's a leading cause of disability in Canada in any given year. One in five Canadians experiences a mental illness or an addiction problem. And by the time Canadians reach 40, one in two have had a mental illness. Frankly, I find that statistic from Cam H completely shocking. And symptoms, of course, vary from mild to severe, but with appropriate treatment and support, most people do recover. And that is what our topic is today with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller. Let me give you the numbers out again. Of course, as always, he'll answer your questions about mental illness, but also any of your other pharmacy medication questions. The number's 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Dean, hi. Thanks for stopping by. Hi, Libby. So... Mental illness has been coming out of the shadows somewhat lately, but you as a pharmacist, you have a lot of people on a lot of different kinds of medication for a lot of different aspects. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you said it correctly, you know, coming out of the closet is, is sort of the best way to describe it. I mean, in light of the OPP's announcement today about the three officers and whatnot, which is tragic. I mean, it's very timely. Suicides topic. in yeah. the OPP, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a timely topic, and you know, it's uh, I would say as a pharmacist, we're not that surprised because you know when you see and you go through a regular day in a pharmacy, you know, certainly those those numbers that you shared are, you know things we see as as pharmacists all the time as they as people come up and they talk to us about you know their mental or their their mental health state their 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 disease state you know it it all kind of works together so and of course you know the most common thing i would assume is depression yeah by far uh i mean you you mentioned addictions you know anxiety you know um psychosis in the worst state but depression is the one that sort of I think impacts most uh, most people, and uh, and it's the one that hits fa- families the hardest as well, right? So, and uh, what kind of um, medication are most people taking for it, and how does it interact and affect them? Well, uh, there there's there's tons, and and that's 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 a good thing uh, because there's a. a, a bunch of different choices that your physician can can help you sort of get to the to the uh, the right medication quicker I mean there's a whole bunch of new research going on around uh, pharmacogenomics which is looking at your your DNA and finding out what what's the best uh, medication for you um, so that's exciting there's uh, a ton of different choices the reason I mention that is because in the past the way you used to pick medication was tough you know these are the these are medications that take four six eight and sometimes 12 weeks to actually make an impact so 
all your doctor was really doing was kind of guessing at what one might work for you. Now we have a little bit more science around that. So that, that, that window that it takes to kind of get to the right medication should be shorter. I've, I've heard from people that that is possibly the most difficult part of it is, is going through basically trial and error. Right. And a lot of people give up. And, and that's, that's a big, big problem because antidepressants as a class, and that's one thing you know, science has never been able to do is short of, shorten that time that it takes to get a, a real impact from those medications. And in that time, you know, people start taking the medication and they take, take it for a week, they take it for two weeks, and they don't feel anything other than a bunch of troublesome side effects that makes them feel terrible. And they go, well, I'm not doing this. I felt better before. And, and so they quit. What are the side effects, and do they go away? Yeah, yes. <laughs> to do they go away? I, somewhat. So some of them will. All, I mean, everybody's different, right? And and the way people respond to medications, everybody's different. This class of medications is not known for being very easy to take. You know, dry mouth, dry eyes, uh, not feeling good, feeling like you're in a haze. Um, you know unfocused you know all of those things are are typical of this class of medication some of the newer ones are better but some of the older ones the old traditional uh, antidepressants have been around for 30 40 years still work but a lot of people you know they they've suffered with these side effects that has just become normal for them over time okay <clears throat> excuse me so let me ask you a question because i'm sure that a lot of our listeners are on drugs that they've been on for a very long time. We talk about that in all kinds of contexts right. here. So what are some of the newer medications? And if you've been on one that, that gives you a side effect, should you be asking about these new ones? Yeah, I mean, all the ones. I mean, the, the traditional one that it started with was Prozac. And, you know, you heard it on TV and you heard it, you know, in the media that, you know, Prozac. And Prozac was sort of the... the the father of all these new type of medications that have come out in, in recent years. And it, it acts as, as what they call a serotonin antagonist. And that's, that's just a chemical in your body that sort of makes you feel, uh, you know, feel, uh, you know, depressed and whatnot. So as a result, you know, that Prozac led to other ones. And, and they were nice because rather than take them three, four times a day, you only have to take them once a day. You know, they were, you know, all those things I described, like dry mouth and dry eyes and not feeling right and be, and, and feeling unfocused, were less with these ones. I mean, are they eliminated? No, they still exist. But, um, you know, there's there's certainly an improvement over the old ones. And what are some, some of the names? I, I mean, you take uh, like a close relative of, of, of uh, Prozac is Zoloft. That one, you, you, hear, you hear a lot about that. Um, you know, some of, the, some of the medications that sort of do both are, are things like Seroquel, which is more of a, what we call for psychosis and that sort of thing, but it can be used as an antidepressant as well. So, so that, and then, you know, you've got a whole ton of anti-anxiety medications as well. So. Okay, we're going to talk about anxiety on the other side of the break. Now, people, I know this is something that's hard to talk about, but it's the radio. So, 
Uh, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-744-740. I'm here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller. We're talking about mental health, about depression, about anxiety and the medications for it, and maybe some new ones that might be easier on you. But of course, he'll answer any of your questions about any medications you are wondering about. Before we go to break, 416-360-0740, toll free one 866 and we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller. We're talking about drugs for depression, anxiety, but of course, he's taking your calls about any kind of medication. We're going right to the phones. We've got Marlene in Toronto. Hello, Marlene. Oh, hi. Um, I just wanted to ask a question about the, the drug Prolia. Um, I have been diagnosed years ago with osteopenia and was on Fosamix for probably about 10 years and stopped it. I haven't taken anything in the last 10 years. I started taking um, just a, a 300 milligram supplement of um, calcium. And I met with a doctor yesterday who told me that um, there have been many research studies that, that indicate that calcium doesn't really prevent fractures. And he recommended uh, the prolia, which is an injection you need every six months. Now, this is new to me, and I just wanted to get some information on it. Yeah, Marlene, it's, it's, a, it's a, a brand new drug, or it's, it's a... It's what they call a, a class of drugs called the biologics, right? They tend to be very expensive. Um, one thing, one little piece of advice I might give you is that uh, just make sure you check with your pharmacist about your coverage because uh, it's oh. it's pretty new. First of all, it's pretty expensive. How new? As How well. new? Um, well, I mean, uh, within the last two years, let's put it yeah, that way. I always worry about new drugs. Yeah. Inside well, effects. yeah. This one is is sort of a, uh, what they call a bit of a blockbuster because it's it it acts. Totally different. And you said you were on Fosamax, which Fosamax, uh, I'm trusting that you have osteoporosis and, and that sort of thing. And, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, they're, what they've got you on it for. So mm-hmm. Prolia, I mean, for the most part, every six months, side effects pretty, um, uh, pretty minimal. One mm-hmm. thing or one reason to keep taking your calcium is that it does tend to kind of bleed the calcium out of your body a little bit quicker, right? So I agree with the doctor. I mean, the new thought around, uh, uh, you know, calcium and stuff is to take more vitamin D than calcium. Yeah, I take the vitamin D, but yeah. he, he recommended stopping the calcium because it's uh, very constipating. Yeah, it is. But, but you know what, maybe... Talk to him about it again, because a lot of times the prolia will cause some you low levels of calcium as well. Uh, and if you're not getting constipation from calcium, by all means, keep taking it. It's not dangerous by any means, and most Canadians are low on, ca- on calcium anyway. So. Mm-hmm. And then what about the side effects from prolia? Well, that's one of them. I, I mean, it in itself does what? cause... Constipation is one of them? Uh, constipation is one of them. Mm-hmm. That low calcium level is another one, right? So so that's why I said, you know, maybe ask about the calcium one more time. But the most bothersome you would find is is the constipation, right? So, What do you mean when you say the low calcium, it, it, it lowers your calcium? It 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 sometimes can do that, right? So you have to you have to just uh, um, uh, 
you know, with that medication, you just have to be cautious, right? It doesn't not for, not with every. It's it's pretty it's pretty um, pretty low incidence, but it's just something to watch for. Okay, thank you for thank your you. call, thank Marlene. You. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's go to Stan in Newmarket. Uh, uh, Stan, um, I hope you're doing okay. I see here your wife just passed away. Yes, she. Well, no, three years ago, she passed away from pancreatic cancer. Terrible disease. No, I I know. Uh, Anyway, so I talked to uh, many people who have been on pharmaceuticals. They really couldn't wait to get off of them. They really hated them. After a year or two or three, they just couldn't couldn't wait to get, get off of the pharmaceutical stuff. So I went to my doctor who's a geriatric specialist, and he told me he, he, he didn't prescribe any pharmaceutical stuff, but he told me that 85% of his patients get by on just having a few glasses of wine every day, and it works for them. And for me, it works for me as well. Are you? Would you like to go on a pharmaceutical? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, there are dangers with it. Depends what you mean by a few glasses of wine every day. Sometimes it's as much as is needed. Oh. Every day. Each day varies. Okay. Well. Uh... Okay. And, and Stan, just a, that's a that's a good warning to kind of say, hey, you know what? Those are two combinations that don't go too well together. Is most pharmaceuticals and the use of alcohol. So you know, it's just a a good warning out there, right? Okay. So. Thanks for your call, Stan. Yeah, um, people self medicate in all kinds of ways, and that's a very important thing that you just said that if you're on uh, those drugs no drinking yeah especially this class right you know anti-anxieties and and antipsychotic drugs and antidepressants are probably the biggest class of drugs that are the most impacted by by the use of alcohol with them because they just make the side effects so much worse and and uh you know it's just it's not worth it so it's not worth it and uh, uh what are the drugs for anxiety well, you know what? The most common ones are, you know, anything in the Valium family. And and Valium's sort of the mother product. You know, and in the most common one that most people would recognize is lorazepam or Ativan, which is probably one of the top five prescribed uh, drugs in all of Canada. And that's quite often uh, used sometimes short-term, sometimes long-term. And our last caller talked about, you know, uh, the loss of a loved one and stuff. And that's very, very common to use uh, Ativan in a very low dose uh, after a loss or a tragic event or that sort of thing. Other people use it for longer periods of time, and it can be it can be a problematic drug if used for too long. It's so. addictive. Yeah, yeah I, I take it once a year before I get into an MRI machine. Yeah, well, <laughs> but that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean things like that that just make you have the 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 willies or the heebie-jeebies <laughs> kind of thing. Like a lot of people use it for that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, I'm, I'm still interested in this idea that there are newer drugs for a lot of things that people have been on for a long time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the other thing that it needs to be mentioned is we are getting into that time of the year here in Toronto where the sun is a lot 
less bright and as we enter the fall and winter and, you know, things like sad lamps, uh, you know, for seasonal affective disorder and essential oils and all that kind of stuff, you know, can be used quite effectively. And, and uh, you know, again, ask your pharmacist and they can advise you. So Okay. Sounds like very good advice. Dean Miller, trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Thanks so much for being with us. Yes, my pleasure. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.